This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Alrighty, we're back. As we always say. Here we are. <laughs> As we always say, we are here. And today is um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so we are both off. Very nice. And so we're doing a morning recording here in Texas. It's snowy and cold, which is weird. I know it's freezing for you guys, and our idea of snow is nothing compared to up north. Um, but it's a good day to be in. Yes. And... This was a good way to spend our time. It is. I'm excited for it. We, I, I don't know, it may have been the last episode or, I don't know, recently we mentioned like, I don't know what's coming up. And so on Friday or Saturday, we were throwing topics at each other and I had introduced this idea of abundance, like having an abundance mindset or I also introduced like the lucky girl syndrome, which is very Gen Z. I don't think I'm Gen Z. I don't know what the cutoff is, <laughs> but I know of it because of TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they're even the same idea, but in my mind, they kind of are. So we're going to dive in to that. What were some of your initial thoughts like when I introduced it? I was like, abundance, obviously understand that and like manifesting and we can talk about all that. That I'm very familiar with. And in a couple of the articles I read, it was talking about how it's very more modern like self-helpy but it's been around a really long the time abundance like idea there's a lot of the abundance idea and there's a lot of ties to like buddhism even and um pieces of that as far as like lucky girl syndrome i don't go on tiktok okay. i am old enough where i like rewatch reels weeks later on instagram yep. and think i'm very with, the times. <laughs> um, with it and modern and really they're like weeks old um but when i just search lucky girl syndrome, it did refer to TikTok. So it just said that it's very much um, a current phenomenon, yeah. you would say. Um, it's very much social media, TikTok, new year, new me kind right. of thing. And I didn't even know how they were defining it. So for those of you who also aren't super with it like me, um, the most basic definition I guess I found of the lucky girl syndrome was it's a modern phenomenon in which believers claim that positive mantras and mindsets can tangibly bend reality in their favor and then there was a quote it was like I always expect great things to happen to me and they always do. it made me think of on a recent episode you mentioned the guy from shrinking and he was what is it everything goes my way is that his mantra yes yeah uh-huh. so like some people might be listening to this and be like, those are two completely different things. And maybe they are, um, but they kind of overlap for me just in this, like, I think the overall idea behind lucky girl syndrome or having an abundance mindset is exactly that. It's just like a mindset of attracting 
positive, desirable things into your life. Um, my definition of lucky girl syndrome, I, when I looked it up, it just said, if you believe you're lucky, good things will come to you. So it's a lot of this like manif- manifestation ideals, which there's so much to be said there. Um, but before diving into that, did you have a definition on abundance? Or are we kind of just looking at them as one? No, I kind of wish I would have thought of them a little more separately because I, as a general statement, feel like I could get behind the idea of abundance and this lucky girl syndrome. It like feels a little Half woo-woo. my notes are kind of like, this is super woo-woo and kind of bullshit. Um, so I think a lot of what I put today was almost yes, but, mm-hmm. like, yes, this part of the idea, but yes. blah, blah, blah. So I think a lot of my... Thoughts are going to circle around that. I almost felt a little bit <laughs> negative when I was, like, brain dumping this. You're, you're saying, um, like, you can get on board with some things and or but. So I'm really curious to hear those things because I think we're going to have similar thoughts. But I did because I – at first when I introduced them, I was like, this is one thing. And then as I dove into it, I was like, maybe these are two different ideas. Um But for having an abundance mindset, before ever looking anything up, I just said that this is actively practicing the glass half full mindset. I kind of had three different Mm -hmm. things. I'm clearly not good at um, just coming up with one and putting it all together. I also said it's the belief that things are happening for you versus against you. And then the last thing I wrote down for abundance mindset is that all that you wish for is available to you. Yeah, I found a ton of ties, especially in this abundance piece. And everything you just said, I think, had major, major ties to our Outlook and Perception episode, which ironically posted just the timing of how these things go, like a couple days ago. Um, And a big piece of that was talking about um, everything's working for you and what we see depends on what we look for. So if we're always looking for that negative, like the glass half empty, you're going to see more of that. But if you're looking for those positive things or the things that are going right, that's what you're going to start to recognize more. And so obviously in the Perception Outlook episode, we could get behind all that. And so I think there are major ties um, with connection to that abundance idea. I think my this is bullshit was more the lucky girl piece Mm -hmm. of it. And we can tie to that. Okay. Before, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, for abundance, because I did like come up with my own definition, but then I also looked it up. This whole idea mm-hmm. of abundance mindset was apparently coined by a guy, Stephen Covey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I've heard of this book. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. You have read it? Yeah. I think okay. so. I mean, definitely heard of it and read parts of it. So apparently this is when the whole idea came about is from him, and it's defined as to have an abundance mindset is to believe that the world is full of enough resources and time for you to accomplish your goals. Okay, so just going back to that definition we just provided, to have an abundance mindset is to believe that the world is full of enough resources and time for you to accomplish your goals. This is very funny because I text you, not even an hour ago this is very common for me and I said okay I'm trying to like balance my love for sleep and my love for working out but I never have enough time for both I swear like every single weekend I am 
running late because I slept in a little too late but then still wanted to squeeze in my workout and then I don't have enough time for everything else. And it goes against what he just said. Like there is enough time and resources for what you desire into your life. And for me, that's where this whole idea of like strategizing comes up because like, yes, there's plenty of time for me to do everything I need before hopping on this call, but that requires me planning a bit more effectively and that maybe I should have slept. I should not have slept in as late so that I could work out and then hop on our call at the original time. So for me, this is where like, because I also feel a little bit of like woo-woo-ness in this, and I'm like, I don't know (laughs) about that. I think that there's some truth to it, but I think more than anything, it comes down to you getting like very clear on your goals and then being very strategic in how to get there. And that can be as simple as me this morning, like planning out my workout and sleeping to hop on this call. Yeah, I think for me, like with that example, it's not that I can wake up at any time and like the clock is magically going to add minutes so I can do whatever the hell because I I'm want. Because I'm telling myself fall there's enough my time. Right. Like that's BS. We know that's not true. I do think the piece of that though is like you could sleep, you could work out. Like today, and this isn't every day, but for today, like you had a flexibility where you could text and be like, can we move the time? Yeah, sure. Or after this call, you can go take a nap. Like you can access more sleep or you could have worked out after the call or whatever. Like I think there's, um, for me, the big thing was agency. There's agency in the time resources we can touch into, but like with the time, like the time is there, Mm -hmm. but it requires agency and intentionality of how we use it. It's not just going to bend in our favor. And I think that's like the bullshit Right. That's the piece. I was like, that is stupid um, and really foolish. Um, I think a lot for me when we talk about like the resources piece, maybe one of the reasons that I didn't really love this was if things don't go your way, like the reality of a situation, then maybe you feel start to feel crappy or like what's wrong with me. Um, like Putting one of the of, like, examples I was reading about. Yeah, like one of the examples I was reading about was like um, infertility. Like someone could want and wish and feel lucky and like to get pregnant in exactly the time frame that they're hoping and exactly when they have enough money in the bank. And that's not how it works for a lot of people. And so then there becomes a self-blame of like, what's wrong with me? I think that's like one example of things don't always go your Mm -hmm. way. And so what do you do? when that occurs, um, and that's counter lucky to girl, because this lucky girl syndrome is like, you don't even take into account that it might not happen. You just assume it will. And then it also acknowledge, or I want to acknowledge the role of like privilege in this, that like for many, many people, whatever situation you're in or you're born into, or yes, there are people who are born into really shitty situations and they work hard and they make things happen, but it didn't just happen. Like they had to work hard. They had to put themselves in situations where opportunities presented themselves. And so, yeah, mostly it's bullshit. I, I, there is a lot of privilege that goes into Mm -hmm. this. There is a lot of like, when I was reading about it, I'm like, we are just being unrealistic and like denying some reality that like not everything in the world and not everything in our lives is going to be shiny and pretty and perfect. And 
Um, yeah, that's I. That's maybe the rabbit hole that got me like, this is stupid. But then I had a lot of those, yes, like that's bullshit, but I like this piece of it. I, when I started brain dumping, privilege 100% came up for me because like for me, as we all know, like a huge motto in my life is like where I'm heading, okay, what do I need to do to get there? But I can fully acknowledge that like where I am at or where I'm started from is very different from like say my next door neighbor or something. Alexa, stop alarm. So I do think that it requires you to be very mindful of the fact that like for me where I am starting or maybe had started from could be so off from somebody else that had to take like 20 extra steps to even get to where I began at. I think the reason that this, at least for abundance, the reason that that's important in my life is just because like our topic on perspective, it's just so encouraging of like looking at things with the glass half full. This is kind of what a state of abundance means for me. Yeah, I I think the word lucky is maybe what's throwing me off. And like, that's I think why I need to separate abundance and lucky for me. Because to me, the word like lucky seems a little bit aversive. Because you see like, I never win anything. Or I'm always winning the drawings and the whatever, right? So like, that sounded aversive. So maybe not lucky, but the idea of open-mindedness, hopeful, hungry for change in an abundant and fulfilling way like that I can get behind yeah right like and five of my notes I wrote the words open-minded like we are being open to the opportunity and one of the things was like luck or a quote I found was like luck it's not luck luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity so you need to prepare and do the hard work and then we have to seek our seek out opportunities now it is true sometimes opportunities present themselves to us like I wasn't seeking out this job or this networking connection that led me to something like I think sometimes those opportunities do present themselves to us but in order to seize those opportunities whether or not I found them or they found me I have to be open to those right so we have to put ourselves in a position to recognize an opportunity And then do something with that opportunity. But whether or not the opportunity presents itself to me, like it could present itself to me. But if I have no preparation and I've done none of the work to be qualified for that Mm -hmm. opportunity, right, then that's not going to matter either. So I like the idea of luck more so being self-defined as like preparation and opportunity mix. It's almost like the conversation of having hope for that thing because if you're in a state – of abundance like say like if you're not in this state of abundance but you're hoping for x thing well if like in your mind you think that that's not even possible there's not enough resources there's not enough time that's never going to happen for me then that person might never even try whereas if you're leaning into this more positive mindset or this idea of abundance then maybe that gives them just enough hope to like shoot or aim for that thing yeah i i I thought back to that, I don't remember what episode it was of ours, but we talked about the unfuck your brain where she was saying like, oh, I just happened to get these five 
high-level positions, mm-hmm. do you remember? Yeah. So we were saying, like, oh, I just got lucky, and imposter I just fell syndrome. into these roles. Right, the imposter syndrome. Like, I just got lucky, and I think, like... It goes back to your If you just credit... On work. Yeah, if you just credit luck, then you're not giving yourself the credit of the hard work, or you're not giving yourself any credit when things do go right. Like, there were things that you put into situations that got you there. It's not just simply luck. And so, for me, there was overlap with the imposter syndrome um, and not giving ourselves credit, and maybe that's why I was averse to this. Um, And then also the overlap to the perception and outlook. And both things could be true, right? Like, I could get lucky that this situation presented itself to me, but in order to accept that, I had to be open. I had to do work for the opportunity to appear. Like, so I I don't think it can be seen in isolation is maybe what my thought was. Yeah, and even that idea of, like, some sort of opportunity just happening – well, it might feel like it just happened. Like, chances are there are many things that, like, you positioned yourself to be in a place for that opportunity to come about. Um, this whole idea of, like, privilege is coming up huge, which is, which is such a tuppy, touchy subject. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how deep we need to dive into that, but so much of it is the idea that, like, yes – majority of us are working hard for what we have but you have to acknowledge that like where we're starting is so different for each and every one of us and I think that's where it can get so touchy for some people Mm -hmm. yeah and rightfully so I think it also ties to like we've talked in many episodes about the importance of positivity especially in the outlook and perception and then we briefly touched on this idea of like but there is such a thing as toxic positivity and just like I think when you're having this toxic positivity where you're so positive then you're like disillusioned to actual reality Mm -hmm. um and oftentimes we're drawn to people who are like positive but to me if someone's so positive and bubbly all the time that's almost like a turn off Yes, we're like, what? Who? This is bullshit. Like, there is no way that everything is going your way, or there's no way that every single thing in life aligns. And if it is for you, good for you. But like, I, that's not me, right? So I think if there's this um, fine line of like being positive and optimistic, and then like crossing that line where you're almost turning people or yourself off because you're like, too much and it's like not allowing for any sort of negative emotions because if we're thinking of this idea of like infertility if you have this person that's like toxically positive or like overly abundant mindset they might just be like well like maybe in the long term like you weren't meant to have kids or something and it's like not allowing for that person to like live in their hardship at the moment Like, because maybe down the road, like, whatever happens, happens, and they've come to a place of acceptance or they have the kids, whatever. But, like, in that moment, they need to feel those negative emotions, and we all need to be providing space for that. Yeah, that ties to the episode with Jess, where we're talking about, like, the six core emotions. Like, there is a purpose in those emotions, and I remember when she first introduced that, being like, oh, my God, there's only one positive emotion, right? And she was quick to call us on, like, um, placing value. She said she none said, of them like, are negative or positive. None are negative or positive. And so when I first said, like, oh, there's only one positive joy and, like, shame, guilt, pain, um, 
all the other ones, like how awful they were. And she's like, that's not true. Like there is no such thing as positive or negative. And so if having the emotions in situations that are not fun, not ideal, hard, sad, like she also said the only way through those emotions is to feel them. And so, yeah, this just seemed positive ties, positive, right? Like good things were tied to many things we Mm -hmm. talked about, but it also negated some of the truths that we've explored previously. One thing that like came up for me in this, and like this is a fortunate like experience, I suppose, where like I do have a positive flip on this was, I think I, I know I've talked about this with you outside of the podcast, but maybe even on here of like when I had applied for this dream job a couple or so years back and when I didn't get that job it was like the end of the world for me I was crushed and now fast forward those three or four years like I am able to look at it in this more positive mindset and that's where these ideas of like everything is happening for you I can get on board with that but like with a lot of like caveats and also like I don't know if that's always true I suppose Well, I think the key piece there was like you saying years later, I'm able Mm -hmm. to see that. But allowing yourself space in that moment to like, this sucks. I'm sad. What's wrong with me? Why couldn't I figure this out? Like, I know you had all those feelings, but now, right, hindsight 2020. Mm -hmm. So the lucky girl to me, like, didn't allow space for those initial feelings. But this, the concept isn't bad. Like, In hindsight, though, you're able to see that. And so that's why I think it's like a both and. Like, yes. And I know I've talked about her before and I talked about her in the perception thing, that whole, that exact quote of everything is working for me from Keisha Get Married from the Empower Her podcast. Like, she talks about that all the time. And, but also recognizing that those things working for us often are hard in the moment. Yeah, because if somebody, I'm sure somebody did at the time, um, but, like, that lucky girl person did come up to me and was probably, like, everything happens for a reason. It's okay. Like, that would have <laughs> would have, and probably did just, like, piss me off because in that moment I was really struggling and, like, sad and frustrated, and I needed to feel those things. Yeah. Okay, so then in that situation, you felt those things, right, whether or not this is directly tied to the topic. But – you were feeling those things, right? And that was hard. And like there wasn't much positive in that, in that moment, time, yeah. right? Because not getting that job meant you were stuck in a job you didn't like or didn't feel passion for. And um, I think it's more what you did with that, right? So like is that what led you, not the next day, but like is that what led you down the path of like digging yeah. deep into yourself and then getting a certification? Like, Yeah, that I haven't thought of this in a long time. But it, that's exactly what happened. Like, I was super sad probably for a couple of weeks, and then I decided, like, okay. I was excited because prior to that, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then this job came about, and I was kind of like, oh. Like, I just had this inkling that that was kind of the path that I was supposed to head on. And so while I didn't get the job, I started to explore, like, well, how can I get there? Because I was still very determined, like, okay, well, the next time the job opens up, I'm applying for it again. And so I did go out and get the certification that was needed. Um, And then that led me, actually, that certification, I went through the program, finished it, 
And then I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Because the other job opening wasn't open yet. And that's actually how I found my job that I'm still in today. Like that certification is what allowed me to get my job at the health department. And now like I've fallen in love with public health and I'm like going to get my master's in public health. And that never would have happened if I didn't go seek out that certification that came from this other job. And and like that same certification has now led to my most recent certification in intuitive eating and like that I have fully like opened up this whole world for myself where I'm like this is the impact I want to make on the world well and that wasn't just about a job right like you started getting that certification after it personally helped you so it's not I think that's like a beautiful example of like you getting the first certification was still to try to meet that initial Mm -hmm. goal and now my goal is so off from that. Like they like yeah, but don't align. I, I think what that leads to is like you being open enough to different opportunities that started to reveal themselves to you. Like your head was in one track, right? But then this like inkling or openness, I think, is like the words I kept coming back to. Like you had an openness to other possibilities that weren't your original, right? But different things started to present yourself and you were like, oh, wait, maybe like, ooh, I'm allowing myself that energy I feel or I'm allowing. So I think that whole, yeah, openness and then knowing that like just being open to something like we can't stop there. And so I tied that to like a manifestation or like the affirmations we tell ourselves in the mirror in the morning that all the self-help things say to do, right, is like I can be, I think that opens us up. Mm-hmm. to opportunity, but it can't stop there, right? It still required you to then be open to that and then do something. That was it. my biggest thing on this whole topic is like, yes, like if you are looking at lucky girl syndrome as just the definition I provided, what was it? If you believe you're lucky, good things will come to you. Like if that's the end of the story, like, no, that's complete <laughs> bullshit. I think for both of us, our take on the abundance mindset or the lucky girl syndrome is all about like putting yourself putting in the work needed to get yourself in the positions that you want because if you're falling for this idea that I I want the thing and so it will just come to me like no like that that goes against everything I believe like I think anything you want in life pretty much you have to put in the work for it and also being mindful that privilege is a big piece in it Yeah. When I, again, when you first said this, I was like, I can't believe she wants to talk about this because it's so, again, the initial definition is so counter to every other episode Mm -hmm. we've done. Like, yeah, I struggled with this one a little bit. It's not how either of us Because so much of it is like, not at all. And I also think like as a general statement, then that can be an important point that like if you stumble across something like this concept or other concepts, right, that you stumble on TikTok or Reels or an article you're reading or something you're listening to or someone mentions, like if you stumble upon it, if if in this situation you would have said it, I would have read the definition and be like, hell no, we're not doing that. Like that would have shut me off to some of these other further thoughts. And so if we, these new things that Gen Z, whatever, that they're coming up with, we don't have to believe all of it, right? But 
the reflection piece and the how can I relate this or how could I use pieces of this um, to open me up to more. I think it's just in general a good reminder that A, you don't have to believe and buy into everything you see or hear. Yeah. It's a hard stop. Some of it is all bullshit, right? That's true. Some of it, though, I think it does come from a good place. And if you're able to reflect and individualize it, like that's where some of the power comes. Yeah. I think what keeps coming up for me is just like if you are more in this state of abundance, I think it opens up a lot of hope because for me, let's go back to like the job situation. If I allowed myself to stop there and thought like, well, I didn't get the job and so there's no other opportunities for me and I'm just going to stay in this other job I was at the time, like I would have been like probably not so happy. But it was like me having just enough hope, like confidence and commitment to myself that I was going to aspire and level up. Like that to me is how I am kind of looking at abundance as I believed that there were more opportunities. And so I leaned into them. And that leaning in looked like me putting in the work to get there. It wasn't just like, yes. Kim and I have these conversations all the time, which is why it's so funny. Like, I do not expect that anything in this world is going to be handed to me for no reason. Like, I fully believe that anything that I'm able to acquire or achieve in my life is because I put in the work to get there. And that's kind of how I look at abundance. So maybe that's where it's off-putting for other people if they're leaning into this idea of abundance just means I think I'm going to get whatever I want because there's enough in the world and that's the end of the story yes I I like looked up you know I like you know the pretty Instagram quotes just to get me thinking and when I typed in not abundance but lucky girl syndrome there was literally like five certified accounts that weren't just a quote it was like their whole account is literally titled lucky girl syndrome and it pissed me off like I looked at each of those and it was like people with like a ton of money and like a bunch of them like their partner like worked and or had family money and then this person just like went about the world traveling and had all these nice things and like the whole account was just unrecognized privilege commercialism like It was unreal. It was so much unrecognized privilege. And so, yes, yes to all that. I don't love it. I do more resonate with the abundance of like, we need to be open to receive opportunities. We need to be open to recognize opportunities and opportunities are out there. Should we seek them out? Um, I do think that's Mm -hmm. true and our current situation is not a life sentence like if we don't like where we're at and we're like but we have to pay the bills and so this is just the shitty job I have to be in forever I don't buy into that like I do think there are things out there um but not disillusioned that like all of us are gonna have the story where we came from literally nothing in a terrible home life, and then we were discovered by some agency, and now we're a ta- top rapper, and we make millions and millions of dollars. Like, that's not going to happen to majority of people either, right? Like, there's some middle ground between this is never going to happen, and I went from rags to yeah. riches either. Like, I don't – There's. they're not – I was literally thinking, thinking so some black and white thinking because it's like one extreme or the other, but what about all the nuances and the gray area in between that? 
and we might have a topic on that soon. Yeah, Maddie also proposed black and white thinking. I was like, this whole thing is our uncomfortability with the gray. Um, and I think a lot of this is that middle of the gray and whether it leans, right? We're not necessarily right in the middle of like this perfect shade of gray yep. either. Like it could be a little more on one end or the other. And so I think that's where you have some agency and power is like how you choose to lean, right? Like is some power in our thought process. I really like your idea of the agency and all of this because it's like, yes, we can get clear on what we're wanting and then believe that there is abundance in that thing and we can achieve that or get closer to it but it takes a lot of that like individual agency to decide okay this is a thing I want and this is what I need to do um a quote that kept coming up I had to look it up to remember exactly what it was but it's the idea that you can have anything but not everything so I think that lucky girl syndrome is a lot of this idea that I can have anything and you're forgetting Sure, you can have, quote-unquote, anything, but not everything. Because I think this whole quote is really tying in what you and I are proposing, that you can decide on what you want and you can shoot for that with the understanding that you can only do so much work and achieve a handful of those things, but you're not going to – you don't have the time or energy or power, like, within yourself to – achieve everything does that make sense yes I when you were saying that I had to pause and write it down because I'm thinking like in my career like my husband's like both of us are you too like a helper field right right and we all know that none of those fields come where you're gonna have a super lucrative career where you're gonna have all this money so I could have anything which is like Identifying what was important to me, which is feeling, passion, purpose, um, like I'm helping people. Like, that's all super important. Mm -hmm. And so I can have anything within that field, but I also recognize that comes with not getting everything, which might be some of the money mm -hmm. <laughs> trips, things in life. Like, I can't have necessarily, and I'm not saying there aren't jobs where you can't have right. pieces of both, but... I recognize, like, I can have anything within this field and how many lives I touch and all of that. But I also accept that it's not going to come with this everything. And so I like that. That, And I'm not saying you have to choose one or the other. And money and job is just one example in this, right? But, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to have any personal fulfillment, but I'm going to make a shit ton of money. Like, and maybe that is sure for some jobs. But I, I'm not saying that. That was just one example. But... I like that concept of being open to anything's out there, right? But like everything you want in the world, you might have to start prioritizing um, in what is most important to you. So I feel like the underlying thought process for us behind all this, this episode's probably going to be titled like Lucky Girl Syndrome is Bullshit or something. <laughs> but we can get behind some of this idea on a abundance um, with the underlying yes. thought being that you can achieve and work towards the things that you want in life, but it requires you getting clear on what those things are that you're wanting and then being willing to commit to the time and effort that it's going to take to achieve those things because at the end of the day, absolutely nothing in this world is just handed to you. And I think 
unfortunately, that is the thought for many people. And then it's frustrating for the people that, like, do put in the work because others from the outside might be looking in and be like, oh, they're so lucky that they did that thing. And it's like you're forgetting or not able to recognize that, like, that person has worked their ass off to put themselves in that position and once again, privilege is a piece of that because maybe somebody else has put in even more work than, say, I have, and they're still a couple paces behind me because they started at that more disadvantaged point. Correct. Yeah. I just – and I think there's this illusion of, like, I'm not famous and I'm not rich, so I don't know, but – you could always, sometimes I've seen like some of the documentaries or something like that where it's like behind the scenes and it looks super glamorous or it looks super wonderful and they just stumbled into the, you know, someone just discovered them on the side of the street and look at how famous and beautiful and perfect they are now. But like they're fucking miserable, mm-hmm. right? Like it, they, there's no privacy. They are being told where to go and what to wear and how to live. And so like I don't, I think people on all ends of the, of the spectrum, like, also acknowledging, like, we don't know all the pieces of everyone, so to assume that someone got there because they were only lucky, or to assume they got there because they put in a lot of hard work, like, both of those things may not That's be true, right? And oftentimes, there's shades of both, and so, yeah, just also remembering that, like, everything is not necessarily as it looks, um... And to refrain from assuming one of those pieces, like this person just got lucky or I'm never lucky. I think those always never statements are black and white. Some of those thought distortions, yeah, that we talked about too. And um, red flags there, right? Of like, that's probably not accurate either. Or I'll always get what I want or I'll never get what I want, right? I have no abundance or overabundance or I'm always lucky or never lucky. Like those are all probably red flags anyway. So I think this whole concept almost started with like a thought distortion Mm -hmm. actually. That topic of black and white thinking makes me think of something else I had wrote down in my notes and this is kind of its own little rabbit hole so we don't have to dive deep into it. But I think taking on this more positive perspective or this glass half full perspective is important because it allows for a healthier relationship with things so I think the whole reason I introduced this topic is because in my own ideas on topics I wrote down how for me I struggled a long time with this idea of scarcity around food and for no other reason that I was restricting myself and this was developing like an obsession with food because in my mind there was never enough Whereas, like, through my intuitive eating, I have adopted this mindset of more abundance around food. And, like, because I am in a privileged place to have food available to me, like, I understand that I don't, like, the food is always going to be there. So I don't need to, like, be so drawn to it or thinking that it's not going to be there the next time I need it. Because I'm able to adopt more of this abundance mindset, it's left me at, like, a healthier relationship with food. And I think that the same can be applied with, like, time or money, which is kind of, like, the more tricky ends with this idea of abundance. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, strategizing, maybe. I think the abundance takes away the need to obsess over anything. Yeah. Right? Like, if you think 
there's not enough time, you're going to obsess about your Outlook mm-hmm. calendar. Like, if you think there's never enough time to do whatever, like, you're going to obsess over a to-do list or constantly having to be productive. And, wow, that's probably both of us sometimes. And what we're aiming to debunk within ourselves um, but this idea of abundance allows for us to kind of have space for other, yeah. I don't know, other so things less that are like could the be... black and white of like I, the scarcity or the abundance, but maybe like finding more of that nuance in the gray area to allow for that healthier relationship with fill in the blank thing. Yeah, because if we obsess over anything, that's not healthy, right? About obsess over our eating, obsess over money, obsess over one person in our lives, obsess over a relationship. Like none of those are going to lead to healthy, well-balanced mm-hmm. us, right? Because there's a lot of facets of us, not just one of anything. Um, and so that, yeah, openness that there's enough available that we don't have to freak out about one thing, one person, yeah. one situation. Um so to me, so much of it just came back to openness and being open-minded and like hungry and hopeful in that abundant and then consequently, hopefully, fulfilling yeah. way in whatever you find to be fulfilling, right? And for you, what was fulfilling shifted because you were open right. to other opportunities that presented itself. Right. I'm going to wish you luck on naming this episode because I feel like we've, oh not that we've gone in circles, but it's so off of like, just like abundance or lucky girl syndrome. So we'll see what this is titled. Yeah. Some of it, we really love the concept and some of it is like so much bullshit. I, I don't know that I've ever had more negative notes in a concept. And sometimes I think that's good because it challenges us to, and this threatens to sound toxic positive but find some of the value in something that could initially seem yeah and maybe somebody that so maybe somebody will look up like lucky girl syndrome and come across this and be able to find that more positive perspective and things or like just a healthier approach i should say we hope Alrighty, i think we've got an episode (laughs) on black and white thinking coming up kind of diving deep even deeper into thought distortions so maybe we'll have jess on again but it's comfortable (laughs) there yeah we might need some help because we get stuck there often yes we do all right well for this day off we have an abundant amount of time and opportunity i need to tell my google calendar that Alexa, remind myself to tell myself. Plenty of time. (laughs) To calm down. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, all. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.